You're listening to Paper Cuts on Clock Tower Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Cardenbikas, and I'm very happy to be here with Sonal Breslov uh, at my studio apartment in Bushwick to talk about blonde art books and the Bushwick Art Book and Zine Fair. Sonal, welcome. Hi, Chris. I'm really happy to be talking with you. I feel like we met um, like a year ago to first start talking about bringing you on the Clock Tower and to talk about everything blonde art books so i'm glad this is finally happening um just to get started i wanted to ask you about what's coming up immediately for you you're putting together the bushwick art book and zine fair can you tell me a little bit about what's going on this year sure um so this is the fourth year that we're doing the fair and um i am i am really excited for this year it's the first year that i've um managed to invite uh, artists and um, publishers from out of town. So this is an element that I've always been really like, you know, had been thinking about and wanting to incorporate into the fair. And I'm really happy that this year we're, we're able to do it. So that kind of um, has also initiated uh, the thinking to invite more publishers from New York, different kinds of publishers from New York. Um, so how many people do you have in the fair at this point? I think it's, it's, it's been about 30 exhibitors for the last two years. So the arrangement of the exhibitors has changed. Either people will do half a table or a full table, but it's been around, last year was about 30, and this year it's about the same. And the year before was a little less, but we were still um, doing a shared table. So this was a space where artists could bring uh, one or two books that they were independently publishing. And um, last year, we, we didn't do that. And we're unfortunately doing it, not doing it again this year. Yeah. And the fair's at a Signal Gallery, is that right? Yes. And that's not where it's always been, correct? No, the first year it was uh, hosted by Schema Projects, which is um, which is an art, also an artist-run gallery in uh, in Bushwick on Saint Nicholas, and it's a gallery that was started by Mary Judge, um, and when she first opened or was planning on opening the gallery, she she invited me to have a bookshelf in in the space. I mean, this was a really kind of um, magical invitation in a lot of ways. The way we met was that the year that I started Babs, Blonde Art Books, um, I put out a table on the street during Bushwick Open Studios weekend. And this was like just very spontaneous um, way of for me to immediately engage with who I, you know, was foreseeing to be my audience, our audience. Um, and Mary, Mary met me there. She met me while I was tabling. Um, she, she is an artist who produces work on paper. She is an artist who publishes, and she was really interested in what I was doing. And we started a conversation that um, that lasted a few months. And then she, you know, that was the summer of 2012, and she opened her gallery. Uh, sorry, that was the summer of, I think, 2012. And I, th- I think the years she opened her gallery in January of 2013. So I had 
let's call it a residency in her gallery for about a year from from January of 2013 until through that December. So I mean is that also around the origins of blonde art books was that kind of like that stand tabling on the street for the Bushwick art or the Bushwick Open Studios is that kind of where you started with the entire project? Um it was it was kind of the the first public thing that I did or I don't know I mean that's not the case like more in person but public if you consider I guess a blog being public it is public right yeah. so so the project started online it started from my personal library it started online you know I still really consider the blog the 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 center of the whole project it's it's definitely um you know the content on there has changed a little bit like throughout the the years um mostly due to time constraints and the way in which the project has evolved. Um, but the first posts on there were really me looking in my, like, through my own library and looking through like zines or material that friends had produced and just photographing it and writing a little bit about it and trying to share it in, like, in a way that... Um, I don't know, to, to have a more kind of open conversation about what, what I was like having a very personal conversation with. Yeah. So that was the original, that was the like the beginning of Babs. And then I started collaborating with, um, with Ian Sternsall at that time, <clears throat> who has the, pub, uh, has the imprint Sternthal books. And he and I did a few public events together, including this table. So he had already been um, publishing books for, I think at that point, like two or three years. And he was a really very, you know, good advisor to me at that point. And, and if I were to consider to publish at some point, you know, I wasn't thinking about publishing. I was, I was really yeah. just thinking about exposure and, and, you know, having access to these materials and what it means to have access to, to independently published books and, and what kind of conversations we could have with people who are interested in self-publishing, you know? And he was he was publishing for artists, but he was really interested in these kinds of conversations as well. What I also really love about Blonde Art Books is how it, like, it starts as a blog, but then you go out to so many different directions with it. It's not just uh, writing and blogging and having conversations. You're also curating, you're hosting events, you're doing a lot of traveling and visiting other cities to oh, it's almost like you've if I understand correctly you've been hosting little small mini events in other cities just to gather independent publishers together um, when did you start moving out of New York and trying to expand the reach of blonde art books um, I it was that summer that I had the first blonde art books fair um, I had just recently lost my job and I put just all of my energies at that point into Babs. You know, I, I really just like saw it as an opportunity to do so. And, yeah. you know, sometimes like these things, yeah, they're absolutely like a blessing. You just like suddenly have all of this free time and you can just focus on this brand new project that you're really excited about. So I, the fair happened in Mary, in Mary's gallery at Schema and it was a three-day-long fair, and there were, I think, eight exhibitors, and it was hot, hot. Everybody was just, like, pouring sweat, and it was a really hot weekend, and it was like the sun was blaring in the backyard, but we still had all the programming in the backyard. And then 
we, you know, and then three days later, I just like left town for um, about two months. And it was something I was working on already. You know, I, I started reaching out to, um, I started reaching out to bookshops, to, uh, to publishers, to museums, to galleries, to music venues, like just, you know, in, in cities that I was already hearing that there were like, that there was materials that were being produced that I just didn't feel like I had access to. And I felt like I had to go on tour. And the idea yeah. of like touring is not, is not, you know, that revolutionary when it comes to like books, you know, pe- publishers, they go on book tours. They, they, yeah. you know, we've talked about this, like, and I know many people that they spend, you know, a month or a few weeks every summer and they get in their car or they get on a bus or they get a buddy and they just like go on tour with their book and they do readings and they do presentations and they meet with booksellers and they really try to get their book into people's hands. And so I was kind of like trying, I was doing that, but in a little bit of the opposite way. Like I was like, it's like going on tour to collect the books. Kind and, of, yeah. yeah. Like I, I ended up packing a backpack, like this kind of like huge, like accordion file box full of like, little zines and you know books that I just like were you know I could easily carry yeah and I I got on a bus you know the first three cities I did by bus and then luckily I was able to like find a very good friend my friend Melissa she was in the midst of moving to uh, Michigan for uh for work and she she agreed to you know be my assistant for the like the next I think it was like four or five cities and and we just like did this road trip and every city was like completely different from the next every city we just like you know we were just basically throwing ourselves into a place that we didn't know anyone but we had this shared interest you know it was it was I essentially was trying to I, essentially what what the events were these like one day or one evening event in which I tried to contact everyone I possibly could you know and and let and help, ask them to help spread the word about people bringing their materials to one space yeah. so there would be the possibility for readings there would be the possibility we did like you know some performances and poetry readings and there was trade and there was you know there were I mean, there was some really kind of like ambitious programming, like this gallery uh, called Nudashank in Baltimore. They like built shelves for me and we basically had an exhibition, you know, of like screen print posters, you know, and and um, and and, like a ton of publications, you know. And so each event I would put out my books, you know, my books, the books that like I'd accumulated over time and each city I would pick up more and more and more. Yeah. And and then local artists uh, and publishers would bring theirs. And so there was just like a really spontaneous possibilities to share. Um, and it just ranged. You know, we did it in these little like, you know, smaller artist run galleries. We, we, we did it in music venues. We did it in museum lobbies. You know, the mattress factory gave us like their lobby. It was yeah, like incredible. That's really amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I think that I was reaching out to people and just they didn't know what to make of what I was doing, that they just said yes. Yeah. You know, like they kind of like there's something really attractive, I think, about like 
the publishing, you know, these museums, they already have bookshops. They're already supportive of that, of that um, community, of that format. And so I think that they just saw this as an extension of that and really wanted to support it. is a little difficult to pin down because you do so many different things so it's not just like oh they're a publisher or this is a blog or this is a like it's a curatorial project as well like I've curated now um, I think it's four shows through the project so like one every year I would say and yeah like you said like there's there's it's just you know, where it's been necessary. And and I'm always finding that there's, like, ways for it to be useful when it comes to exposure, either online or in person. And, like, and also just thinking about what distribution means. Like, there isn't just one definition, I think, to what distribution is, you know, because distribution yeah. is of, of many things. Um. I'm I'm also just interested in the idea of you having to contact people in like Cleveland, explain blonde art books, and then actually get people to show up in one location to bring their zines and publications. Yeah. So, I wanted to ask you about uh, publishing and locality, um, and what you found as you were traveling traveling around for this. Uh, like, what's what are some common threads you can find through the publishing scene in different cities or um, where are things like wildly different from each other? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, once you, once you are there and you are like moving through the city and you're meeting different people, it feels really different, you know? Like yeah. I, the way in which people find ways to fund, you know, is, is, often quite different it's it's very much like relationship based you know they there's what i love about the publishing community is that there's like this immense collaborative like force right so we all know we can't do this alone like i know that you've published a lot of books that are like you make them like by hand and 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 they're you know they're very kind of laborious but at the same time like the material is still, like, 
it has to come from somewhere. You have to have conversations about it, you know, like, yeah. and, and the, and, and the printing, you know, like most people don't do that. Most people like have to rely on their community. You know, they have to rely on the advice of their community, the opinions of their community. They have to help, have help potentially with design or funding or, or, you know, the many, many aspects of publishing like are highly collaborative. It's like very rare that it's a solitary experience. And that's what really, that's why I was able to do that kind of tour, like in each of these cities. It didn't really, I, I you know, I, I already had been told that this was maybe the place to go and this was the person to talk to. And once I met that person, they just kind of connected me with everybody. And they all knew each other because they'd worked with each other at some point or they had attended each other's projects and where they were supportive in some way, either through like helping fund or helping sit at the front table or whatever it was, you know? And so like I was able to do this in a completely different way than I think like touring, you know, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know any other medium that you could like tour in this way or meet yeah. this many people in a matter of like three or five days and just feel like I've just, I've just met like a whole family, you know? And like cities like, you know, they range, you know, I went to DC and Baltimore and, and Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and, and Cleveland and Columbus and, and, you know, Chicago and Detroit. And I could say that maybe Chicago was the most difficult in the sense because it was such oh, really? a big That's city. so kind of surprising because Chicago does have a really big, or it seems to have a enormous. larger independent scene. Yeah. yeah. En- enormous. But I think that because I was coming in through this like really um, spontaneous like organizing in a, in a bigger city like Chicago is not that easy yeah you know what I mean like like I got to see a ton and I got to meet a lot of people but I but it was mostly when I went to go see them rather than like me planning it was also the last city on the tour and I could I probably know. tell you I was like a little exhausted by then <laughs> <laughs> but we did some we did a really we did a great event there um, at the Hyde Park Arts Center, and and it was just you know it was small, and I had great people participating like Mark Fisher and um, and Cassandra um, Tryon. <laughs> um, so you know the quality like of the event was great. It was just I think that by then, doing like this major city, you know that has, like you say, so many uh, publishers and writers and artists who are also self-publishing, like, it was like, it would have taken a lot more effort than I maybe had at that point. Yeah. So when do you um, quit your job and do a second tour? (laughs) Oh, this is like gonna be on the radio here. (laughs) Um, I had this, you know, Chicago wasn't really supposed to be the last leg. You know, I had, I was in Chicago and I was due to book a ticket to San Francisco and I was already planning on being on the West Coast. And it was um, a job opportunity that like brought me back to New York. And, um, and I am now working where I, you know, where I interviewed first and I'm really happy there. But I don't know. I mean, it's something that's absolutely on my mind. Like it's, it was incredibly valuable, and it's. I, I think that the West Coast, like, there's things that I have. I, I, I still have. There's so much, like, to be discovered. Not just for me, but just you know, as part of like, again, like I said, like this kind of 
conversation that that should be more than just site city specific right because yeah. that's what it felt like it felt like i was in new york and not that i'd met everybody but i but i felt like it was so publishing can be really insular like like it's at a the big same, small world but still kind of small yeah i mean even though it's so collaborative even though you're relying on your community it's just the community that you can like reach out to with your art you know at, at arm's length yeah and the most that maybe we work with people out of state is like maybe with designers and maybe with printers, you know, but like the conversation and like the looking at the materials and, and is, is, is not, is not there, you know? And I think that that happens a lot, you know, that's why fair book fairs are so successful and there's more and more of them, I think, because people, they want that, you know, they want to meet the publishers. They want to meet the artists. The artists want to meet their audience. They want to have conversations yeah, those points where things are a little bit more permeable and you actually reach out to, to talk to people that are creating the things you're consuming, it's always really interesting to be able to do that. Yeah. This is Sunel, and you're listening to Paper Cuts on Clock Tower Radio. All right, so getting back to the, uh, the Babs Fair, the Bushwick Art Book and Zine Fair, I wanted to ask you how important that the first B actually stands for Bushwick. Um, what is the reasoning to keep uh, Babs centralized here in, in Bushwick, in Brooklyn? And is there at any point a chance for you to or want to really expand out of this one specific neighborhood? Um, it's a good question. Um, I think that what's held also like the exhibitors list back over the years uh, from being um, people even outside of Brooklyn for a while, you know, I was like concerned about this, that, that, it, that there be this kind of connection to the neighborhood um, I've lived in this neighborhood for a long time. I've worked in this neighborhood. And I, you know, when I started the project, I, I felt strongly connected to it. I felt strongly connected to all aspects of the community. Um, and I think that, I don't think it's just the fact that I don't necessarily live in Bushwick anymore. That's changed. But I do feel like it's very limiting to... Not only, not only have the same exhibitors every year, but also to limit it to a location. I think the name just, you know, it just happened to work with Blonde Art Books. I refer to Blonde Art Books as Babs often. Yeah. And it could have been the Brooklyn Art Book and Zine Fair, but, you know, none of it is that, like, imaginative. You know, it's... it's, it's I think that Babs is fun and maybe it's more and more turning into Babs Fair. And it could be Bushwick, it could be Brooklyn, it could be whatever, you know? It could be the Blonde Art Books Art Book and Zine Fair, you know? And Bab, Blonde Art Books could just turn into a B. I, yeah. You know, I'm not... And it doesn't mean it's that I've, like, lost a connection with the community. I just think that there is... Uh, there's just so much value to change and to exposure of different things and putting different things next to each other and different people next to each other. And so... I've 
even though it's difficult because I am, you know, as you build relationships with people and you work with them, you, you want to stay loyal to them um, and, and support them and include them in the fair. At the same time, you know, we, there is this limited amount of space in the gallery. And the first fair was in a tiny, tiny gallery in Bushwick, you know, yeah. it, on St. Nicholas. Like, we barely had room for those eight exhibitors. And, and now it's expanded quite, um, quite, uh, quite a bit. But um, I think that it, this year we've invited, you know, half, like 50% of the people are new, you know, if not more. And, and a number of those are from out of town. And I just think it's, I think it's a really important thing to support a community that's not just here. You know, that these people are part of the community. They're just not living down the block.